episode number 10. Hello everyone, I know you've been waiting for the next one, so here we are, but uh, today it's just me, so no interview unfortunately. Having said that, I'm sure this episode is still going to be very interesting for you. Since it's a nice round number, I'm going to talk about two things. First of all, it is our small anniversary, so I'm going to talk about how it was running the podcast so far, what I've learned, what went well and uh, what should I improve in next episodes. I would like to share that experience with you. I think it's going to be super interesting. And then I'm going to share a sales story with you. It's going to be a story about selling without selling. I know it may sound a bit uh, like a controversy, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be very interesting. I always wanted to share that story with people. And um, it's something that uh, I've done some time ago. And it really, really flourished with uh, great opportunities for the company I used to work for. So let's get started. Welcome to Venture Poland Podcast. My name is Daniel and my goal is to promote Poland as a great partner in business, especially when it comes to technology. In my show I interview Polish entrepreneurs, startup founders, managers and engineers to share some of their best insights and expertise so we can all learn from them. Okay, first things first. It is May and the episode count is quite low in my opinion. I was planning to deliver much more content, more interviews to be honest, but other things took priority. I think, you know, since it's a hobby, I can't really uh, judge myself too much, but I wanted to make at least one episode per two weeks. I think it doesn't it doesn't go that well so far. So that would be the first thing I've learned uh, that uh, I didn't really plan this uh, work as I normally do with other things, other projects. Um, it is actually quite a difficult uh, task to keep things organized if you don't really know what to do. Uh, when you record a podcast, you have a couple of things uh, happening simultaneously, actually. So first thing is obviously trying to find new interviewees. Second thing is doing the recordings, obviously, with your guests. You need to prepare the interviews. So I always try to prepare some questions beforehand and then try to understand what is going to be the flow of the podcast. It might be also um, difficult because I tend to be on the perfectionist side of things. Uh, I still think that I need to focus more on trying to develop some kind of uh, flow in the podcast and not plan it that well. But I think it's normal. I think I feel uh, more comfortable running a podcast with a prepared plan rather than just jumping from topic to topic without knowing uh, what we're trying to achieve, um, trying maybe to come up with something on the spot. I think my guests, they require quite a lot of um, preparations as well. The topics I try to cover are quite difficult and I think you can't really uh, wing it. I think things like, let's say, uh, the episode with uh, Professor 
Robert Bogdanovich, you really need to read about diamonds and things like that before you ask questions. And the same thing with uh, SenseDX, where uh, the technology is so innovative, you really need to dig into the documentation and try to read about them before you start talking about uh, things which you don't really know about. So I think it is it is very important and I really didn't think it is going to take me so much time. I think the most frustrating part is actually post-production and mastering. It really takes time, especially if someone is not so great with um, English, you really need to sometimes cut the, the dialogue a bit to make it listenable. I know it may sound wrong, but I think for the listeners it's very important to make sure that the quality of uh, the podcast is good. I would really like to hear your opinions about uh, the work so far and I think you know it's going to get better and better over months but still I would really appreciate some uh, feedback from you. Uh, so in the end it takes a lot of time to uh, to prepare a podcast and I think it's a very great exercise because I wanted to make something new and I'm still learning and I think another thing I've learned was that uh, the technology really matters if you have a good microphone and quite echoey room uh, you know you will hear the echo I'm sure you can hear it now as well but uh, it is dramatically better from what it was at the very beginning I've made some uh, drastic changes to the layout of my room and it is it is uh, much better right now so that was very interesting to learn this as well learn it uh, the hard way as they say it is quite difficult actually to find new companies to give you interviews and that's because people don't have time for such things they always postpone the interviews and you can't really plan things that way you would need to have it it's almost if I think about this, it's almost like a sales pipeline because you have to have a lot of leads or a lot of deals on your table and then some of them, they will just disappear. Some of them, they will just move in time. So that's a very interesting um, observation here, I think. Well, it's quite natural if you think about this, but still, you know, you live and learn. So uh, my plan is to extend the search I, I think that's one of the most important things extend the search of companies in Poland to do the interviews uh, with them and then secondly I will finally try to start marketing the whole thing I didn't really use any of my connections yet I didn't really use any of my skills to do uh, paid advertising and I will do it because I think uh, we're covering here quite important topics and uh, I, I think it is really worth sharing it with uh, other people um, especially if you are the company who is interviewed I think it is a very interesting way to promote the company but not only because we don't really sell products here we don't really sell the services we try to share uh, some knowledge and we try to share the experience that uh, the guests bring to the interview so I hope it is actually interesting for all the listeners. Okay, I think 
that's it. That was the confession, let's say, I wanted to make for episode number 10 for the anniversary. I really hope that uh, I will make it to 100. For now, let's say that's the goal. We'll see uh, what the future brings. And uh, now I'm going to share with you the sales story. I really thought about which story to share with you and uh, hence number one in the title because I'm sure I'm going to share with you more stories over the course of next episodes. It's not going to be frequent because obviously the major point here is to do interviews with Polish companies. But still, I think I have quite a lot of interesting things to talk about and um, yeah, I'm sure they will be helpful for other people as well. So the story is about um, two companies which were our clients basically. So one step back, I used to work for a technology company back in the UK. Um, I've spent there around six years and the company name is Navtec Radar. It is a small radar company, technology company. They have a very interesting radar technology which is able to detect stopped vehicles on motorways basically. So that's the that's the long story short. And you can't uh, see me smiling here obviously, but uh, if anyone from Navtec is listening, uh, I hope you uh, miss me because I miss you guys uh, too. It was a great uh, journey and uh, I really hope your guys are doing well. So um, yeah, the story is about two clients of ours and one client was based in the UK. The other client was based in Austria and uh, both clients, they share the same type of, um, well, let's put it this way. Both clients are managing the roads respectively in UK and um, in Austria. Two big companies, government owned and government run organizations. They're doing a great job actually, in my opinion. Uh, so let's put the government things on the side. But they are run like normal businesses. So they do have budgets, they do have uh, technology departments and uh, things like that. And they both share in common a need for the technology that uh, Navtec provides. And uh, the only difference was that uh, Highways England, which is the British uh, equivalent of Asfinag in Austria, we used to work with them. We used to have quite a lot of uh, trials and projects and meetings. We just had a, you know, a running relationship basically with the client. When it comes to Asfinag, we just started building this relationship with them. And uh, during uh, one of the meetings um, with uh, Asfinag, during one of the uh, pilots where we didn't really make any money, uh, but it was more of a R&D project to test the proof of concept and to integrate the technology with their existing infrastructure, I proposed that uh, I could arrange uh, a series of meetings with our client in the UK um, for them. And by doing this, I was trying to not only bring the client 
closer to us when it comes to the relationship, but also really share the value of our previous relationship with Highways England to Asfinag. So, as you can see, this kind of uh, action doesn't mean anything in the short term, but in the long term, it could, well, actually it did, it did provide everyone quite a lot of value. So, the story continues because the meeting happens in the UK. We have invited the representatives from the Austrian authority. Uh, we've arranged everything. We had a series of meetings. Highways England, they showed Asfinag a lot of their own developments, which were not necessarily related to what we were trying to sell, basically. These were completely different uh, topics. They were talking about uh, how they manage certain things in their country. You know, the, they shared their experience, not only with the technology that we have presented and we have been trialing uh, on both sides. So taking into consideration uh, what happened um, over the years, let's say, with both relationships, I'll bring a story from another country here so it makes uh, more sense. So it uh, gives you a bit more context. Uh, one of uh, my uh, Korean partners from Seoul, uh, he used to say that building the relationship with your client or with your potential partners is like walking through a forest where at the beginning there is no path between the trees. But over time, when you have... Uh, when you have done the route multiple times, the path on the grass between the trees will form. So over time, the path will be clear and it will be walkable and it will be easier. So the same thing happened here. And I'm pretty much sure that now when I have left Naftec, the relationship between Naftec and Asfinac, Asfinac and Highways England, and as well, Naftec and Highways England is much better. Uh, just because uh, we were trying to do something else which is out of the scope of the work, which is uh, extra and which brings everyone value. And it's just, you know, sharing goodwill and trying to accomplish better things together. I hope it was an interesting story. Uh, obviously, uh, it ends with, you know, a lot of projects and a lot of money and everything. But... Uh, I think you got the point here. I'm sure I can share uh, many more stories like that with you in the future. And please let me know in the comments if you liked it. And if you have anything else to say in that context, it would be great. Um, so I think that would be everything for today, uh, for today's episode. It was uh, actually uh, my first proper uh, episode where I only recorded myself not with a interview the first episode was a bit of an introduction but here i actually shared something interesting with you so uh, it would be great to get some feedback and i hope you will uh, stay tuned for uh, more in the future take care and goodbye